Figuring out what to do with trash is an old, old problem, but sorting through the best way to recycle is a fairly new one. This week on Inventing Pittsburgh, following the region's glass, metal, plastic, and everything else. Let's get this out of the way. The stuff you put in the recycling bin does get recycled. Yes, we do. I promise you. <laughs> we recycle. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Robert Johns is plant manager at a single stream material recovery facility, or MRF, on Neville Island, owned by Waste Management. The plant covers eight acres and processes recycling from all over western Pennsylvania, says Erica DeArmond Young, a public affairs coordinator for the company. We do about 10,000 tons of material a month is what we process here. Um, we have the capabilities to sort 30 tons of material an hour. A bulldozer herds those tons of detergent containers and pop cans and newspapers from thousands of households onto a conveyor belt. Three or four employees pre-sort the debris of daily life, pulling out objects that can't be processed by the plant's machines. I've seen them pull out things like bowling balls, flip-flops, coolers, curling irons, car batteries, car engines. Roughly 12% of what comes into the plant can't be recycled. But that's not because they're willfully throwing it away, says Kyle Winkler, recycling supervisor for the city's Bureau of Environmental Services. Our biggest challenge, I guess, is that people are recycling things that are not recyclable. Pennsylvania passed the Municipal Waste Planning Recycling and Waste Reduction Act in 1988. It made recycling mandatory for communities over a certain size and required compliance by 1990. To teach people what and how to recycle, Pittsburgh had a campaign called Waste Busters, led by none other than Buster the Raccoon. And he is on some of our recycling trucks, some of the recycling uh, decals and things like that have Buster kind of waving and, and, and encouraging residents to recycle. Most people don't know who Buster is anymore, says Winkler, and car engines still show up in the recycling. But the 2008 switch to single-stream recycling, where residents can mix glass, plastic, metal, and paper products in one container, was even more effective than Buster. Here's Guy Costa, Chief Operations Officer for Pittsburgh. It's a good program. We've seen over the years an increase of people participating. We're collecting more and more recyclable materials and less and less refuse. The city currently pays $7 to dispose of a ton of recyclables. But in 2008, the city was making $40 for every ton of recycling. That's one of the main challenges of single-stream recycling, says Winkler. It depends on the market, and that market can boom and bust. Those countries that were taking that material, which is China specifically, they've got a certain level of, uh, of economic prosperity such that they are looking towards reducing their environmental impact, which means not importing garbage from the U.S. Pittsburgh has always contracted private companies to process its recycling, and it can be tough. In 2014, Pittsburgh Recycling, which ran the Hazelwood site where Pittsburgh sends its materials, went bankrupt and became a destination for the city's rats. But it's not like the city could just stop the service. Again, Guy Costa. A couple years ago, a um, survey was done, what people want uh, from city government. Uh, the first thing they wanted was when they dialed 911, they wanted someone to respond, and the second one was they wanted their trash collected. There might be ways to improve the whole system, says Winkler. Hanging by the door of the recycling division is Buster's gray and white raccoon suit. His head sits on a high shelf nearby. So much of recycling is education. Maybe Buster will make a comeback. For 90.5 WESA Celebrates Inventing Pittsburgh, I'm Margaret J. Krauss. UPMC is proud to support 90.5 WESA Celebrates Inventing Pittsburgh. UPMC, life-changing medicine.